What's going on, guys? This is the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, part of the Fired Up Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Dan Soden. Before we get into this week in wrestling, let me talk to you about the Daily Smart. Com. These guys provide a single location to look and see what is going on with pro wrestling, from news, highlights, to curating your own podcast feed. Make sure to download the app and follow them on Twitter, at The Daily Smart. And since I have you, I'm going to get all the plugs in. Follow the podcast, at 3SecTan, on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow the podcast network, at Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, be so gracious and follow me, at Daniel Soden. So let's get into the news from the week of wrestling. Uh, AEW and the Owen Hart Foundation have announced a partnership to honor the late, great Owen Hart. Uh, the deal includes launching the annual Owen Hart Cup tournament within AEW. The trophy will be called the Owen. Uh, production and distribution of Owen Hart merchandise from clothing to action figures. And Owen Hart being in the AEW video game. It's a pretty, uh, pretty monumental deal there. Um, Grand Malik has requested his release from WWE, according to Masalucha. Uh, according to them, his deal expires in 2023, but the uh, WWE superstar is uh, not happy with his current spot on the roster. Uh, AEW is allegedly looking to bring in another singles title, this time for the women's division. Uh, Matt Men is reporting that uh, this could happen in the near future. They also alluded to it being called the TBS title, but no word if that was real or just a, a joke. Uh, WWE legend superstar Billy Graham is back in the hospital, this time with fluid in his lungs. Uh, if you were interested in keeping up with this, his wife Valerie has continued to update his Facebook with uh, his current status. Uh, Ricky Starks confirmed on the WrestleTalk podcast that moving forward, he will indeed replace Mark Henry on the Rampage commentary team. Uh, Mark uh, was kind of drowning in, in the commentary team, so I guess Ricky Starks, um, they feel, can do a better job. Uh, this past Rampage, didn't really hear too much from Ricky. Uh, a three-man booth in my book would be just fine. Uh, Impact inducted uh, Awesome Kong into their Hall of Fame at their recent tapings. Uh, I believe uh, it was Gail Kim who did the induction. Uh, and uh, Tommy Dreamer was removed from the Impact tapings last week following his statements during the Plane Ride from Hell episode of A Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Ric Flair's woo and image was also removed from WWE's uh, intro following the episode. Uh, when we return, guys, we got a big week in wrestling. Uh, we'll be talking about AEW Rampage and Dynamite. we're back we're gonna kick things off with the rampage uh the opener was lucha bros versus butcher and blade uh this was a great match beautiful finish uh afterwards the lucha bros pick up the win a uh, hardy family uh, front office uh, attacks them and then proud and powerful make the save um good opener here uh we then go to kenny omega and brian danielson's uh video package for their match at dynamite uh pretty good aw has been really good with the uh video packages as of late uh, we saw Bunny with Penelope, Matt Hardy, and Jack Evans versus Anna Jay with Tay Conti. Uh, Anna Jay wins with a roll-up after a distraction from Penelope Ford and Tay Conti. After the match, we get a bit of a brawl with uh, the ladies. Uh, Ford knocks Conti out. 
and um, Anna Jay with the brass knuckles. Uh, we see Matt Hardy kind of arguing with Jack Evans at the end. Uh, cuts to um, a powerhouse uh, Hobbs promo about CM Punk. And when we come back, Tony is in the ring with Matt Hardy and Jack Evans. During this, uh, Matt Hardy announces uh, Penelope Ford versus Anna Jay. Um, and an eight-man tag team uh, next week at Rampage. Uh, then Matt Hardy attacks a fan that looks like Orange Cassidy. Uh, Jack Evans and himself beat the guy down in the ring, and Hardy cuts his hair. Eventually, Orange Cassidy comes out. Um, pretty much after the, the fan's hair has been like completely shaven off, uh, Hardy and Jack Evans run away. Uh, we get uh, Britt Baker and Ruby Soho, their in-ring promo segment for the match coming up at dynamite uh they trade barbs back and forth uh the the promo felt very uh vince russo-esque um it was it was it was a little uh, you know a little much uh before things eventually get physical i thought it was interesting that jamie hater and rebel were not around uh at the end of it all ruby soho stands tall with the title raised um we get uh the mark henry dual promo segment with fuego and uh, miro uh, Miro versus Fuego Del Sol for the TNT Championship match. Uh, the match went longer than I expected it to. Uh, Miro picks up the win. Post-match, he sticks the car keys into Fuego's mouth and locks in the game over. Eventually, Sammy Guevara makes the save for uh, Fuego. And uh, Sammy picks up the title. And clearly, they are setting up for Sammy versus Miro at a later date. That later date is next week's Dynamite. Now for what everyone wants to talk about. Uh, this week's Dynamite. Uh, we saw American Dragon. It's it's kind of still surreal to say say that. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Um, this this was the greatest uh, televised uh, match in some time. I know there's uh, John Cena versus HBK from a Raw. God knows how long ago that comes to mind. Uh, Styles versus Brian recently, but this one really just every aspect of the match from commentary to the in-ring work itself was just done so masterfully. Um, it was nice to see Brian Danielson kind of rein in Kenny Omega. Everything that Kenny does wrong normally that I personally dislike um, didn't really happen too much in this. And I'm going to credit uh, Brian for doing such. Uh, the buckle bomb was a thing of beauty. Uh, the pop when they locked up was just incredible. The crowd was just red hot and ready for this entire show. Um, I thought the finish, the time limit draw was, was great. I felt halfway through that that's what they were building to. Why give one a win or a loss right off the bat against each other. And honestly, we don't get that many time limit draws these days. So that in and in its in and of itself was, was really good. Um, the ending I could have did without where the Young Bucks and Adam Cole come out and then they kind of, you know, attack Daniel Bryan and then the Jurassic Express and Christian, Cra Christian Cage have to make the save. Could have did with all of that. I think that is uh, a flaw in the booking dynamic of uh, AEW. There's so many... Um, melees at the end of matches so much gang warfare as they call it and it's just it's not needed if they let this match just end on its own both guys in separate corners just spent from the 30 minute sprint that they did it would truly have been like 
amazing. Um, the match itself obviously was amazing. I'm just talking about the overall segment. Uh, to cool that down, they had CM Punk come out. I mean, no one was going to top that match, so why not have Punk do what he does best and cut a very heartfelt and energized promo about Powerhouse Hobbs um, and their match coming up on Rampage. It would actually be taped that day, so I'm sure the crowd really ate that up. Then we got, um, I mean, I'm going to be honest, regardless of who they were following, this match was probably not going to be great, but we got Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF. Uh, Wardlow was by his side. Uh, someone just need in my book, someone needs to sit Tony Khan down and say, it's not worth it. We don't need to keep doing this. Let this man sit in that tag team with Griff Garrison and just just work the tag team division. He doesn't need to be the single star that they continually attempt to make him. Um, I thought MJF was MJF. Uh, nothing Nothing, you know, nothing can be said there. Uh, MJF wins via Salt of the Earth. It was a mid-match as the crowd was hot and it wasn't going to undo anything that that crowd had worked up for. So uh, we get a Jericho-Jake Hager interview about their match coming up with Men of the Year. It was fine. Um, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. Um, the New York City crowd was not a fan of Cody Rhodes. Not at all. Um, Cody recently said that he doesn't care about the reaction that he gets. He's going to stay face. Um, he just knows that it's going to be a harder, a harder hill to climb for him to win the crowd over. I think having his wife come out with him, uh, isn't going to be the, the way to change that. Uh, Brown, Brandy definitely was the reason most of them probably booed. Uh, her interactions with Malachi Black just felt cringy. Um, overall, I think the match was, uh, decent enough. Um, also someone needs to tell Cody if he is going to be a babyface, stop bringing his ass out to the ring dressed up like Homelander. Dude isn't a good guy. Like that doesn't make sense. Like dress the part, you know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, uh, the Arn Anderson fall was both hilarious and concerning. Um, my mind instantly went to something really bad happening. He just seemed to slip and fall. Uh, Cody bumps, then Cody bumps him off again, this time part of the show. Uh, they argue a little bit like player and coach would. I like that aspect. Uh, Black eventually hits Cody with a black mist and then gets the win. Overall, I, it was fine. Better than their first match, obviously, which was just a, uh, just a squash match. Uh, we get the promo for Miro and Sammy for next week's Dynamite. That should be a pretty decent match. Uh, FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen. FTR in the NWO gear I thought was a nice touch. Uh, Sting was rocking um, his face paint in a Darby Allen kind of way, which I thought was also pretty cool. Uh, the Scorpions on Sting's gear really look like they're holding up his sagging ass, and I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, Sting. Picks up the win with a Scorpion Deathlock. Overall, this this was a fun match for what it was. Um, it definitely was kind of like it had aspects of like a house show kind of match, um, but still, you know, it was it was a good match. Uh, and then we saw the main event. It was for the AEW Women's Title: Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. I don't know if my expectations were too high. I don't know if the moment was too big. I'm not sure what it was. There was 
There was a disconnect between me and the match. The crowd seemed to enjoy it, but between me and the match, there was a disconnect. I think Ruby is a great talent. I just didn't see it in this match. She sold very well for Brit. That fucking curb stomp that Brit hit was a masterpiece. I just feel like, you know, maybe they don't have the chemistry we thought they might. Brit's kind of in a pickle now as far as her run goes. Who does she face next? It's going to be a difficult decision. Do they lean back on Thunder Rosa, who has incredible chemistry with Brit, or do they kind of search? Jade is another name that probably comes to mind. Um, I'm not sure if they're ready to pull that trigger just yet. Yeah, I, I think overall Brit needs them to build up better opponents for her. Um, overall, the show really felt great. I'm looking forward to Rampage on Friday. Um, yeah, and so when we return, we'll be talking WWE, a Raw that was actually good, and uh, of course, SmackDown and NXT, we're going to touch upon um, my love for Braun Baker, uh, Breaker. <laughs> We're going to kick things off on the WWE side with SmackDown. Uh, Bloodline comes out first. Roman has Paul Heyman speak. Uh, Paul goes down the line of challengers who allegedly fear Roman Reigns. Uh, eventually, we see Big E come out and interrupt Paul's little rant. Uh, they, uh, they do a little title off, but before anything really gets said, Finn Balor makes his way out. We cut to commercial. When we're back, it's Finn Balor and Big E versus the Usos. Uh, this was a pretty solid tag team match. Big E and Finn hit their finishers at the same time for the win. Big E picks up the pin. Uh, Roman and Paul are backstage at this point in the locker room. Roman starts questioning Paul about uh, Lesnar. And uh, we really don't get much out of it, but Paul Heyman is really uh, really killing this little role that he's got. Uh, Rick Boogs versus Robert Roode. This is an incredibly quick squash match. Boogs picks up the win with the Boogs Cruise. Uh, during post-match celebration, Apollo Cruise and Commander Aziz attack them, and Cruise issues a challenge to Nakamura for the title. Uh, Kevin Owens cuts a promo about Happy Corbin. Uh, we're going to get Kevin Owens versus Happy Corbin, but before we do, Happy Corbin attacks KO during his entrance. He hits a choke slam on KO on the apron, and the match just doesn't happen. It was a pretty brutal choke slam, too. Uh, Kayla uh, Braxton's backstage uh, with Paul Heyman. She mentions the Brock Lesnar might be heading to Raw, which I thought was interesting. Heyman goes off on Kayla um, and turns around right into Big E. Biggie and Heyman trade barbs, and when Biggie goes to turn around, he is attacked by the Usos, and they hand him his ass. Uh, this is going to set up for Raw. Seth Rollins, dressed like a baked potato, comes out for a promo, uh, cuts the promo about Edge, and eventually this leads to him challenging him to one more match to finish things off. We get uh, Kayla Braxton with Becky Lynch, basically Becky Lynch foreshadowing that she's going to interrupt uh, Bianca Belair's uh, celebration later on in the evening. Uh, Carmella and Zelina Vega versus Tony Storm and Liv Morgan. Another quick match here. Carmella goes face first into the turnbuckle and her and Zelina take a count out loss. Uh, feels like the Mandy Rose angle from NXT a week ago. Uh, Liv Morgan gets on the mic afterwards. Liv Morgan challenges Carmella to a match at Extreme Rules. Uh, Street Profits cut a promo about the Bianca homecoming and the Usos Extreme Rules match. Uh, Carmella and Zelina are in the trainer's room with 
with Pierce and Sonya. Uh, Carmella's nose is fine, and she accepts Liv's challenge. Zelina um, injects herself into the the melee, and she will be facing Liv next week on SmackDown before Extreme Rules. I'll get uh, a Finn Balor promo about the Demon and the Roman match. Solid promo until they went full Lon Chaney Jr. with the transformation uh, to the Demon. It was absolutely like universal horror movie childish kind of thing. Uh, Dominic Mysterio tells his dad to stay in the back, and Rey Mysterio comes out with him. Rays on commentary for this match. Uh, before we get Dominic and Sammy, we have a segment with Naomi and Sonya backstage. Uh, Naomi pretty much lays into Sonya Deville for not putting her on the show. Uh, at the end of the Dominic Sami Zayn match, we are told that Naomi has been fined for that confrontation. Uh, Dominic for Sami Zayn, part 860, I believe, at this point. Sami gets the win and then trash talks Rey Mysterio afterwards. Not much to it. It's kind of been rinse and repeat uh, all week. Kane comes out, since he's the mayor of Bianca's hometown, Knoxville, to uh, kick off the celebration. Bianca gets the key to the city, and eventually Becky Lynch makes her way out. Uh, she interrupts the ceremony. Um, they trade jabs back and forth. Bianca eventually goes for the KOD, but Becky gets out and hits her with her rock-bottom-esque finisher. Um, solid overall SmackDown. Uh, it might be the first SmackDown in quite some time where I feel like Raw was actually, Raw was actually better. It feels like Raw is like in a new day, if you will. Speaking of new day, New Day opens the show. It's Biggie's celebration. Uh, he cuts a promo. Um, yeah, he has, uh, you know, he mentions Brody in it. He mentions, uh, their match tonight with Bloodline overall is really good. Bloodline comes out, and things kick off. We got New Day versus Bloodline. This was a really good six-man tag match. Eventually, we see Bobby Lashley come out and just start destroying everyone involved. Uh, Kofi gets it. Big E gets it. The Usos get it. Um, Xavier Woods is distracted by all this and eats a spear from Roman, and he gets the pin. Bobby then comes in and spears Roman Reigns. He goes back outside and spears Big E through the barrier. So Bobby was just looking for anyone and everyone to get it. Bobby uh, goes backstage, enters Pierce and DeVille's office, going off about Roman and Big E. Doesn't really say too much in it. Uh, we get an RK Bro segment uh, talking about headphones, the draft, and um, Orton's match with Styles later on. Uh, Dewdrop versus Eva Marie. Quick promo from Eva, followed by some running around the ring. Dewdrop wins. Nothing really of substance in this match. Big E is now in the office of Pearson DeVille, demanding a match with Bobby and Roman. Uh, we cut to commercial, come back, Paul Heyman's in the office, and they make Roman versus Big E versus Bobby official tonight. Uh, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles had silently a great match on Raw. Uh, it didn't really get talked about as much as I thought it would, probably because of the triple threat main event. Uh, Randy Orton versus Styles goes pretty well. Almost gets thrown out from ringside. He attacks Riddle before he leaves. Orton eventually picks up the win. Like I said, this was a really, really good match. Uh, speaking of matches that don't really matter, Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna wins in somewhat of a squash. It was kind of odd. She then attacks Nia afterwards. Nia starts begging for mercy, and Shayna snaps her arm on the stairs. Afterwards, Shayna seems a little bit uh, distraught by what she did, but once again, doesn't seem like 
she cares but does care it, it was kind of weird how they were selling it um so we get Mansoor and Ali versus the new tag team of Humberto and Angel Gazzara. I'm going to call them the Smiling Cousins. Uh, we get a promo about why they're teaming together. It was a pretty solid promo. Overall, decent match. Uh, Garza and Humberto look pretty good together. They pick up the win here. We get a Karrion Cross promo that no one really cares about. Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley cut a Connors Cure-like little uh, promo. Uh, and then Super Brutality versus Tamina and Natty is a complete squash match. Super Brutality picks up the win, and they are now the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Uh, Alexis Playground with Charlotte Flair. I thought this was actually pretty good. Uh, I haven't been uh, the biggest fan outside of laughing at the Alexa Bliss stuff, but she really um, she kind of strayed away from the whole like fake horror thing that she does, and it was just really good back and forth jabs at each other. Um, her asking Flair what she is without the title, does she know who she is? I thought that was nice. Um, eventually, it does get physical, and at the end, Charlotte Flair destroys. The Charlie doll goes after Lily, but Alexa attacks her. Um, this match actually could be good at Extreme Rules. I'm not going to rule it out. Uh, backstage, we get Drake Maverick hashing out a plan for the gang to get the 24-7 title. Uh, it's really uh, kind of developing into like an A-team crew. We have our truth Dezawa, Drew Gulak, all backstage working on a way to get the title off Reggie. Everyone messes up what they're supposed to do. Reggie gets away, and it's just, you know, pure comedy. Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus is next. If Jeff Hardy wins, he gets added to the U.S. title match. I thought this was a weird stipulation, and it was just to kind of, you know, fluff up Jeff Hardy, but Jeff Hardy ends up winning. Uh, after the match, Sheamus and uh, Damian Priest start brawling, um, and yeah, that was, it was a weird segment. I don't know why they're adding Jeff Hardy to it. Um, the Sheamus... Priest match was fine on its own. Anyway, we get the main event. Biggie versus Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley in what was probably the best match um, in WWE this week. Definitely not the best match in wrestling, but the, definitely the best match in WWE this week. Uh, Reigns wins us with a spear and uh, pins Bobby Lashley. Uh, overall, this was probably really the best Raw in quite some time. Adding Big E to the show really has injected some sort of, like... It's injected some fun into the show. Um, it wasn't, like, a downer to watch the show. Uh, I thought there was a lot of good segments. Um, but speaking of a show with a lot of entertainment, we're getting to NXT now. Uh, Ciampa starts the show off with uh, the youngings, if you will. Um, it felt like he was a pseudo-Triple H um, just cutting a promo about NXT and what it means. Thought it was really well done. Uh, backstage, we see um, Kylie Ray, B. Fab, Electra Lopez, and Amari Miller just brawling. Uh, cuts to the back, and then we get Ciampa and Braun Breaker brawling with Dunn and Ridge. Um, I thought the opening of it really kind of set the tone for the show. And the first match is Roderick Strong with Diamond Mine versus Kushida. That's the NXT Cruiserweight title match. Roddy wins with the help from the Creed Rose and Ivy. I thought this was a really, really good match. Um, I'm happy that Roderick Strong is our new Cruiserweight champion because uh, we're just going to get some bangers out of him. That's, uh, you know. And then after the match, Grayson Waller comes out and challenges Roddy uh, for next week. So that match is already set. 
Uh, Kaylee Ray versus Amari Miller. This was kind of a quick match. Kaylee Ray picks up the win. Uh, we get a vignette with Josh Briggs and Blake Jensen kind of just talking about why they are a tag team. The gimmick and the vignette kind of really sold them as like Roadhouse. I mean, it's just, you know, West Texas rednecks kind of thing. I, you know, it, I'll give it a chance. Uh, Braun Breaker is in the back uh, with an interview. Chiampa in, interrupts it. Um, I really like what they're leading with these two. I love Braun Breaker. Uh, Dante Chin, uh, vignette. Uh, not much to it. Um, Zion Quinn backstage kind of shows off that he's, uh, you know, a ladies man, always, you know, putting the woman first. Um, Dante Chin versus Trey Baxter. It was a one shot, one kill. Chase squashes Budget Murphy right off the bat. Uh, we get an Andre Chase vignette. Uh, this might have been my favorite, uh, vignette of the night. Andre Chase, basically the NXT Bobby Knight, just has the the sweater throwing chairs i love it it was great good stuff uh cameron grimes beats joe gacy who is rocking a new gimmick uh not sure quite what it is yet it has a very uh it could go either way it could go so many ways actually uh is he kind of like a social justice warrior peacemaker type is he a cult leader is he like you know is he trying to mimic what cancel culture is? I'm not positive. Uh, after the match, Gacy gives Grimes a hug. And it was just such an awkward... Grimes sold it perfectly. It was just so awkward. And it was it was good stuff. Both men did a terrific job there. We get a Von Wagner vignette. Um, it, good stuff. I, I don't get the mass appeal of the internet with Von Wagner. Um, but I'll give him a shot. We get Electra Lopez versus Anna Spears in a squash match. Lopez wins with ease. Santos jumps on the mic afterwards, uh, building up Lopez. Uh, Lopez then hops on the mic, throws some jabs at B-Fab. Hit Row comes out, but B-Fab sneaks uh, Lopez from behind, and they brawl. I thought it was awkward how all the guys were just standing around being weird instead of trying to rip them apart. It was, you know, it was what it was. Um, Trey Baxter and Cora Jade are backstage. She tells her man to cheer up. They hang on. They kind of hang on the word. Like, she calls him, like, her superhero or he was a superhero. Um, they hang on that. Um, I definitely feel like we are getting Trey Baxter rocking a cape. Um, so that's going to be hilarious. Uh, Frankie Monette versus Raquel Gonzalez has been rescheduled. It'll be next week, I believe they said. Uh, Lash Legend announces her talk show will be next week, so that should be interesting. Uh, Odyssey Jones versus Two Jobbers. Uh, OJ picks up the win. Andre chases out of ringside, uh, goes to smash a chair on Jones. He catches it, and that shit breaks. It was I, It probably wasn't meant to be broken, but, man, it looked awesome to me. Uh, we get a Grayson Allen segment uh, with Carmella Hayes and Trick. Um, Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams are great to me. They're going to be amazing. Um, just how they reacted when Toxic Attraction walked by was just perfect to me. Uh, we get a look inside Hero's closet. I could do without any of that. Uh, Toxic Attraction come out gunning. Uh, they're gunning for the tag team titles. They put EO and Zoe uh, on notice. Um, Z- EO and Zoe agree to a title match. And then uh, Indy's little buddy comes out and they put their name in the hat. And now we're here for our main event. 
the lads, Rush Chapa and Braun Breaker. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly comes out at the end of the match to uh, even the score with Ridge Holland. Braun and Chapa pick up the win here with Braun hitting his finisher on Ridge Holland. They are really pushing this kid to the moon. He he is the perfect mixture of his father and his uncle, and I can't wait to see what they do with him. I still do. I get hung up on the name. I wish it was Rex Steiner because that was just an incredible name. Even if it was Braun Steiner, I would still probably be okay with it. Uh, overall, NXT was exciting to me. Uh, it's fresh. You can see there's color. It's great. It's week two of 2.0, but I'm I'm sold. Uh, overall, this was a great week in wrestling. Everyone's eaten. Everyone's happy. There's no real WWE versus AEW kind of war. It's just good wrestling overall, and I can't wait to see what the months, the weeks, the days, all that jazz has in store for us. Um, all right, guys, enjoy your weekend, and uh, I'll check back with you guys next week.